Hey everybody, guess Hello. what? <laughs> what? Episode 13 after <laughs> a total long break, but we're back, so don't worry. We're back and we have a, a really awesome, power-packed, beautiful interview with Adam Lippin, who is the founder of a company called Cuddlist. Adam is an entrepreneur and co-founder, CEO of Cuddlist.com, as well as Cuddlist Training Academy. Um, and so Adam founded a company where they offer professional cuddle therapy mm-hmm. to individuals. You can hire a professional cuddler to come into your house and help you get your physical needs, uh, physical touch needs met. And they also certify professional cuddlists. Definitely thought about that for a little bit. Like, should I become a professional cuddler? I don't know. I had so much fun talking to Adam. He is just a really sweet guy. He is super articulate about his uh, the work that he does and about the importance of the work that he does. And some of the things that we talked about are his own personal story growing up as a gay man during the AIDS crisis in the eighties. Yes, we also talked about how our society is sex-obsessed but touch-deprived and like really the importance of creating physical intimacy and without needing to have things be sexual in order to, to have that need met. And we talked about the emotional and physical benefits of cuddling and he, shares some, he, he shared a really beautiful story about uh, a couple younger men cuddling at one of his cuddle parties, a couple of younger men cuddling with uh, an elder overweight woman and just the beautiful connection that gets created in the spaces that he creates for people to have uh, genuine intimacy with each other, physical intimacy without sexualizing it and just being able to get needs for feeling connected to other people met. Yeah, and we don't realize how transformational that can be just a touch or a hug or obviously cuddling which in this case is um, the focus of the conversation but it all really is about that really powerful act um, that that touch physical touch can create for people Mm. so it's a super engaging episode adam is extraordinary guy love his energy Uh, he tells he shares some amazing stories and we know that you're gonna love it too we're really glad to have you here Yeah, and we dare you not to want to go cuddle someone after this conversation. (laughs) And with that, welcome to episode number 13 with Adam Lippin. Woo! Cool. Well, Adam, it's so great to have you here with us. It's uh, great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Yeah, you guys will have to say the story of how you two met because I'm still not sure how that happened. But it, it was just um, it, it was a pretty random introduction by a mutual friend by Dale. Who's oh, Nate. In, uh, no, oh, Dale. By Dale, who is an editor at the Good Men Project. Okay. So yeah, Got it. he thought that we should cool. get together and talk about cuddling and and um, and I'm really interested to talk with you, Adam, about the connection between like sexual intimacy and physical intimacy and and different times of different types of touch and cuddling. So I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it as well. And, and uh, in terms of the good men project, I actually just wrote an article, uh, 10 scientific reasons why you need to cuddle someone ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I so agree with that because I'm a physical touch love language person. And so I've been really looking forward to that part of the conversation around just like even just as, as signs of love, like physical touch being a way to love someone when it is just mm-hmm. purely, like you said, healing present touch with someone. So yeah, I've been super excited about that piece. We'll post a Great. link to that article in the the blog section of and the Washington post one that came out today. Congratulations again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So Adam, what I'd love to have us start out with is your personal history with sex and just give us the cliff notes version of your sexual history. And then, um, before we hit the record button, you were talking about how oftentimes we equate sex like sex equals touch um, or touch equals sex rather. And so I'd love to hear your personal history around sex. And then um, I'm sure that there's a tie in to how that ended up becoming the work that you're doing with Cuddleist. So I'd love to hear that story of yours. Okay. So I'll do the best I can. So um, (laughs) we have faith in you. It's it's a, you know, it's a pretty (laughs) wide arc we have here. So in terms of me, in terms of my personal uh, sort of sexual history, um, I am gay. I came out officially-ish uh, probably in college. And that was uh, during a time where the AIDS crisis was sort of in full force. And so I had these really, it was a really conflicting time because, you know, you're 18, 19, 20, 21, and you're very, you know, you have a lot of sexual energy and you think about sex a lot and you you know you you want it and at the same time i you know there was i was equating it with death like there was a symbol at the time that was like silence equal death mm-hmm. and i sort of my little symbol that i had in my head was you know saliva exchange or you know intimacy equals death and so it was really hard so i, I was at the space where like i'm coming out come to turn not coming to terms with being gay but like wanting to meet people and i just moved to new york and and uh it was so that's sort of my beginning of my sexual exploration was mm-hmm. right when a time when like sex was literally, you know, a death sentence or could be a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So what happened for me was, um, and I've always been a really physical, intimate person. I love touch. I crave touch. And I've always mm-hmm. been the, uh, the kind of person who sort of never understood the concept of like a handshake. You know, I mean, I'm very clear with boundaries. So, but I would always ask someone, would you like a hug or can I hug right. you? As opposed to just yeah. giving a handshake. Um, so anyway, you know, long story short with me is as I, I wouldn't, I, it was hard to date a lot because I wouldn't kiss people because I was afraid of, you know, a saliva exchange. And I mean, honestly, you know, I, I got blowjobs from people, um, because it was a way to get some sexual needs met. Um, but for me, I was able to sort of, that was safe from a, from a, you know, physical a physical, you know, not getting, you know, a disease space. But what it did for me was it kept me away from intimacy, right? right. It was something that instead of like was this intimate experience, it was it. So I started out with sex being a very weird, a weird thing for me. It was like, and you, so, you can, you can give me a blow job, but I'm not going to kiss you. Right. It's like, and so that's really hard to develop relationships. Not to say I didn't have any, but it was very, very hard for me because I, I wouldn't kiss you, you know, and I, and I was sort of very selfish in, in all sexual, you know, realms, you know, which I equate for 
it's a good thing because I'm alive. Uh, but at the same time, you can imagine how that was a hard time, you know, building relationships and learning how to be with people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I grew older, um, I started to work that out some more. And uh, and ultimately, when I was 35, I met the man who I'm now with. We've been together 18 years. We have a child who's 12 years old together. Um, and so, you know, I've been able to sort of resolve all that uh, for me. Um, so that's sort of my personal experience. So my personal experience is one of like a lot of challenge uh, to, you know, a lot of therapy and a lot of work sort of working through my issues, um, learning how to be intimate with someone and being in love and raising a family. So I, I sort of really consider myself lucky and really blessed. In terms of my business, Cuddlist, and how that, how my sort of personal experience, you know, made this something that I wanted to do, there's a really, really deep connection. So on a personal level, I've owned, I own a restaurant chain called Atomic Wings. I have 32 chicken wing restaurants throughout the country. And that's what sort of has, I've been doing for a living. So that's my vocation. My avocation has been yoga and meditation. I've had many different yoga teacher. I'm a yoga teacher. I've been trained many different in many styles. Uh, I've done a lot of meditation retreats in the states and overseas. And and the whole concept of wellness and connecting wellness and spirituality has sort of been my path. And mm-hmm. so when I turned mm-hmm. 50 recently, I realized well I, that I that it was time for me to match to put my love of sort of I do love businesses. I've started a few, uh, and I like creating things with sort of a desire to do something in a more holistic wellness field. So that's that. That sort of was the impetus. And when I was, the world of yoga does not need Adam Lippin. You know, they're doing just fine. You know, there's nothing <laughs> to add to the conversation or a value. So when I was, you know, meditating on it and thinking about it, and you know, I've been really uh, a little bit active, but very aware of the free hug movement. Um, sort of the under, not underground, but sort of the, this cuddling movement that's sort of been a phenomenon that's sort of bubbling over. Wait, um, I didn't know that there was a movement for free hugs because we did that. <laughs> My friend Sally and I had traveled around the U.S. and I don't know if it, we were in Missouri or something or some random state and we got out and we're just walking around the college with free hug signs. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even realize it was a movement. <laughs> yeah, and actually, well, I mean, you know, pe- people were, were like yourself, doing it as a natural expression of who you were yeah. and wanting to share love. Um, but, you know, being from New York, you know, it's so everything's always monetized. So there was a couple, you know, and they were on the, on ninth street and they wrote a book and they did a show at a museum and they, you know, okay. uh, so anyway, so, you know, I've always, I've always been drawn to physical expressions. Uh, maybe it's because I was so closed off physically. Mm. And um, mm. so yeah. what happened was, I wanted to start a new business. I wanted to do something with the healing modality. I think that there's a huge space from, okay, so here's sort of what I'm getting to. So in my life, I like I said, I sort of feel like lucky and blessed and I've sort of made it. I have a lot of friends who sort of, I don't, you know, I'm not, not placing any value judgments on anything, but I know people who haven't sort of been in relationships for a very long time, haven't even really had a date. And loneliness is just sort of like calcified into their bones and their energy. These are people who are getting no touched touch meets net uh, met. There's actually, you know, a, a, a condition called skin hunger, which means if you don't get your touch needs met, that leads it can it's a contributing factor to depression, anxiety, you know, all sorts of ailments. Yeah. And then on the other. 
Yeah. So, and on the other side, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, no, I, I, I can see how that could turn into a physical ailment when there's a lack there there is a, there's a deficiency that's happening right and yeah. conversely if you get a lot of physical intimacy in a safe way that can reduce those conditions and actually right. change them so one side of the equation in terms of my quote-unquote market or at least a broad overview of my avatar customers are people who are just not getting touch needs met right the other side of the equation are people like some people that i know um like you know, have maybe over act out sexually in ways that they don't really even want to act out sexually, but they don't know any other way to get any form of intimacy. So let's say, you know, you, you have sex with someone and what you really crave is that 15, 20 minutes afterwards, right? But to get right, to the third, yeah. you have to start to eat the meal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's no context in our culture uh, to have a meal, you know, to, to be intimate with someone without having expectations of sex. And there's so much sort of energy neediness sort of drawn to that. So I wanted to address both of those populations. I wanted to address people who are perhaps disabled, uh, perhaps, you know, have really shameful body issues so they don't feel comfortable with themselves. Uh, People who potentially have, you know, some sort of uh, history of abuse, you know, have been abused. And so I started talking to, you know, uh, some therapists and people that work in the healing arts and uh, social workers. And what a lot of people told me when I was telling them what I was thinking was there, there was like this aha moment. They're like, you know what? What I really want to do is reach over to my client who's sitting on the couch, you know, two feet from me and give them a hug. But I'm not allowed to. Mm-hmm. You know, my, it's just wow. the conditions of my sort of professional yeah. life don't allow yeah. it. And, uh, you know, we've spent so much energy in the past 30, 40 years in this country, quote unquote, protecting ourselves for good reasons, obviously, from unwanted touch. But I think we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Right. So what I wanted to do is find a consensual, Mm. safe way for people to engage in intimate, non-sexual touch. Let it feel good. Let it feel amazing. Right. Feel the Mm -hmm. benefits of that form of intimacy, um, but in 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 a contained way. That um, that it can be had in in a in a thera- you know in a session that's that's not turning sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of course, being a love language person, um, do you think that it, there is a difference between people that like I know we all need touch, and then I do feel like there are some people that just need it even more. Um, because, you know, according to the five love languages, they talk about just the ways we all feel loved is different. And so physical touch is one way, words of affirmation, people that want to be told that, you know, I love you and I care about you. You're amazing. There's quality time. There's gifts. There's acts of service doing things for people. And I just relate so much with the physical touch piece. Like, I don't need you to do anything for me but just give me a cut give me a hug and cuddle with me and i'll feel like filled up for the whole day you know yeah Um, yeah yeah no well so i sort of equated a little bit to breathing right so a lot of us go through our day we're all breathing obviously we'd be dead but if we're not we're not necessarily in touch with our breathing right Mm -hmm. so if you become more aware of your breathing and then you can become more aware of like sort of how you how that feeds your body and how that changes your mood and your energy. Got it. I think it's the same thing with touch. If you're, if Mm -hmm. you, well, also it's like, as you become more conscious of what touch can offer, 
Right. Yeah. Right? Then you realize the benefits more. Right. So then, like, for, you know, instead of giving someone a perfunctory hug, you give them a hug. You say, I'd like to give you a hug. You hold it for, you know, 12 seconds. You breathe with them. Yeah. That's a, that sort of experience anyone can have. But if you don't know you need that or it's not part of your love languages or you don't you don't have access to it. So I want to be a part of the conversation that really looks at that. That's true because Bob became more of a physical touch person <laughs> after being with me for like a year and a half. Because I think there is a way that he didn't realize how amazing it is to have. I mean, I'm all about your movement, Adam. Like, I, I am that person like you that when I meet someone, I I want to hug them and not just, like you said, just kind of put my arms limply around their shoulders. It's like pull them in and just really, like, hold them and squeeze them yeah. and... Yeah. And I think men, you know, men are just screwed up. Like, you know, they're in general. And again, this is a wide sort of yeah. stereotype, but women are relational. Women are relate. Men are transactional, but women are more relationship oriented. So, for example, if you're a woman in general, you might have friends that you talk about your relationship with, your problems, your work life, you know, you sort of and they, they move through through life. A lot of times men, we're more relational, like in the sense that we need to get something done. We find someone who can help us with that thing. And then we move on. And our relationships tend to be more around activities where women might get together more and just be hanging on the couch and sort of without thinking about it, have physical intimacy. Where men, you rarely see men sitting on a couch sort of just casually touching each other and having arms around each other and crying with each other. So I think for women, it comes a little more naturally and I think for men, you know, it's something that, that culturally, because of the way we treat masculinity and the way boys are raised, it's harder for us to get to. Yeah. And a lot of the work that I'm so excited with is working with men and helping them work through that a little bit. Yeah. Because that's yeah. really where benefit come in. It's like, if you, it's hard to explain it, but if you're, it's like there's a journey from your head to your heart, right? So, and, and, the, and, a, and a touch and a hug or a cuddle can be a transformative act. I mean, and a very powerful act and almost in our culture, a subversive act because we don't do it. What you're saying reminds me of my, my mom's sister's family. So my cousins and there are, there are five, five girls and one boy, lucky him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the girls in that family are just so they're cuddly and they're touchy and they'll sit next to each other and, and they'll cuddle with each other and they will cuddle with, um, with our grandpa also. And they're very, they're very, um, physically connected with, with the family basically. And then you know, the boy, the brother, on the other hand, is not. He he doesn't engage with his sisters that way. He doesn't engage with his grandpa that way. And that's and just, I, I really, I personally really appreciate you speaking to the distinction, you know, the general cultural bell curve that men have less access to uh, getting these kinds right. of needs met. Right. And men, you know, and men, there there's some sort of internalized homophobia. There's oh, yeah. ways that men are, men are, boys are trained to be tough. You know, yeah. all those, those stereotypes uh, where women, you know, girls are raised to be softer. And what happens to men is then they become more, boys, they become more shut off to their feelings. And then you get to the point where you don't know, 
you're being shut off for your feelings. When I was like, when I was describing sort of my, you know, early sexual life, I couldn't have told you at that moment, I'm feeling shut off for my feelings. Mm -hmm. It's only in some retrospect. So that boy with the five girls, he doesn't even know it, right? He needs to be taught it. He needs to, but, but it has to, he has to sort of, ex it's an experiential type of a learning and also with men and, you know, with boys and girls and men and women, there's that whole sort of power imbalance. And, and men, you have to be careful when you are physical with someone. You know, you, you need to bring consent into it. You need to ask, may I put my arm around you? May I touch your shoulder? Are you a yes to this? So one of the things we do at Cuddlists is we, we, we train and certify our cuddle therapists to really understand um, a, make sure that they have a real clear sense of who they are and what their boundaries are, because yeah. you can't offer true intimacy to someone unless you really understand who you are. So, for example, if you're someone who really, you know, you're kind of needy and you need your needs met and, you know, it's all sort of about getting your needs met, you might not be a great professional cuddler because you're not going to be able to hold space for someone unless you're really clear with what your space is. And unless you're able to say, no, that's not okay, or I'm a yes to this, but I'm not a yes to that, you won't be able to have true physical intimacy. You know, I imagine it's sort of like, I'm not into S&M uh, yet anyway, but, you know, you have safe <laughs> words. And, right. you, you know, in order to let someone tie you up and bound you up, you need to be, I would imagine, you need to really feel that you're safe with that person. Yeah. So what we try to do is create those safe containers, and in that safe container, let intimacy flourish. Let the experiences happen because you know you're not going to act on any sort of sexual uh, – you're not acting in a sexual way. Not that there's anything wrong with acting in a sexual way. It's wonderful. I mean, that's not what our service is, though. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I love – I mean, what – if you can also talk to that piece, too, of where for you the most transformational experience has been – being in a session and being hugged right. and having your sexual feelings come up and then right. working with them in another way. Right. So, you know, I'm also a cuddle party facilitator and I do two cuddle parties, a, a gender balanced cuddle party and a men identified only cuddle party in New York city okay. every month. And, okay. you know, um, what we say is, um, it's okay to, uh, be attracted to someone. It's okay to like someone and it's even okay to be aroused. It happens. It's natural. You're just not going to act on it. So before I had my first cuddle session with an actual cuddlist, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was a little nervous. What happens if, you know, if I'm aroused? You know, what happens if I get a hard on? What happens, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so I had some fear going into it. And what happened was I found myself attracted and I found myself aroused. And I just let... I just held that experience. I just held my position. I allowed myself to sort of be really present for that, ex for what I was feeling. And after, you know, 90 seconds, a few minutes, whatever, that feeling, that sort of arousal feeling turned into and transformed into just a very sweet, loving energy. Right. Mm, and there's mm -hmm. this, it's called the cuddle hormone, the oxytocin, which is right. the love hormone, yeah. the cuddle hormone. And then it's sort of, it's like, it feeds your body. It's like, you know, after being, it's winter and you, you know, I'm in New York and these cold, miserable winters and the first beautiful spring day comes out. And so you go outside and you, you, know, you put your head up and you feel rays of sunshine. It's indescribable. And that's yeah. sort of like the experience that you can have. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it just, I think it, and that piece to me does speak to the part of, I know why I do sex podcasts and Bob and I have talked about this, but just kind of that education piece that there is a different way. So many of us don't know what to do with sexual energy, right? Like who the hell teaches us about like, like when you feel this, like here are some possible options, like just to hold it, just to feel it, like, or you can act on it or you can just like, there's so many things you can do with sexual energy. You can create with it. You can um, like right. transmute it. Who knows? So. Right. Exactly. And and for, for some of our clients sort of being able to play with sex isn't a part of their experience because of where they're at in their life. Right. So we're not, we don't offer, we're not sex surrogates and we don't offer sexual, uh, you know, we're not a sex. We don't offer. We're not. Pro, we don't offer any kind of sex. Mm-hmm. But for people who haven't had any, who don't get a lot of physical intimacy in their life, right? To be able to have that experience of holding someone, someone is looking yeah. them in their eye. They're looking them in their eye, right? They're saying, "May I? May I? May I cuddle with you? You know, would you like me to put my arms around you? Would you like to me to nuzzle my neck? You know, my head in your neck." Would you stroke my arm for me? I mean, these are just beautiful, wonderful things, which right now in our culture for most people are only only available to the small minority of people who are in loving relationships. Right. Do you know that over 50 over fifty percent of adults, you know who they live with in this country? Their parents? No one. <laughs> oh. They live alone. <laughs> like, they live alone. So, you know, and... Even those of us who, you know, have more active, you know, lives, there are times we're not in a relationship. You know? I know. And, and I know. For $80 an hour, you can be with someone in a really caring, loving way. Yeah. And I just think it's magic and beautiful. And, and I have heard so many transformative experiences from clients and from, you know, the certified cuddlers that we have that I just think it's really, really beautiful. Will you, yeah, would I you share a story? Yeah, so um, there was one guy who um, he literally is in a wheelchair, and he hadn't had any physical contact. Um, I don't know when the last time was, and and think about it for a second. When physical contact is mechanical, so if you're someone who needs help with sort of daily rituals, uh, yeah. right? The physical contact you're getting is a mechanical physical contact, so it's it's. It's not being Again, done in a way. It's 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 just this is a job that this person has to do. So imagine you're someone who's who has that sort of life experience, and then all of a sudden you get you know you get helped down onto a mat, and and you say would and you are allowed to hug and touch and have you know have someone feel someone's breath. You know it's kind of amazing. So I mean that's sort of a you know that might be an outlier, but all of those stories are sort of like that, and the transference of sort of you know, yes, I'm human. Yes, you're human. You know, I really, I feel you. I see you. I'm with you. It's experiences we don't get on any kind of regular basis unless you're really blessed and you're in a loving relationship. So, you know, sex is something that is a wonderful thing that I'm very sex positive. And I think any way, I think, you know, I used to always say, and I still say it, it's like, you know, as long as there's consent, People should be able to do whatever they want. As long as no one's being hurt and there's consent, there's a big wide range of of activities that people can engage in. 
and it can be fluid and it can shift and it can change. Um, but what I'm interested primarily in is letting people sort of, so there's a concept in yoga where it's like you discover yourself, right? You don't need to go out there anymore to discover yourself. Like, you know, it's all you, you and the universe are sort of everything you need to know is in you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the power of healing consensual touch with no expectations of sex has that same ability. There's transformative magic that can happen. At the very least, you have a beautiful, beautiful session. The worst case scenario is you feel a little leaving a little sexually frustrated. I mean, that's the worst thing that could happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the <laughs> positives can be sort of, you know, really out there. Well, and I, I kind of want to speak to what we were talking about earlier around and I don't know if it was during the recorded part or it was before, but the piece of sometimes we don't know the intention that we have sex with. Like sometimes maybe we just really, all we want is the cuddling the 15 minutes afterward, you know, or yeah, after you have sex, like that piece of just being so intimately connected with someone in that way. And it has me think about that that again since we don't know that and we don't know what the experience is like to just have cuddling for cuddling sake physical touch for just that healing intimacy place you know how much of it is that we then go and have sex hoping just wanting that and hoping for that and then kind yeah. of being frustrated when it doesn't happen on the other side too right you have sex and you're like oh sex is good but i really wanted the cuddling afterward and like that's not happening and I'm frustrated. Right. Well, and and so there's. I have two thoughts on that. The one thing that just popped in my head is there was an episode of Girls, you know, Girls that HBO show. Yeah, I love that where show. Hannah, <laughs> I think it was the finale or something. Hannah and some girl that she went to school with, who's now more successful than her. They're they're getting high and they're in her bedroom and they're laughing and giggling. It was a lot of fun. And and then Hannah says to the other one, you know, should we have sex now? You know, because it's like it's sort of like what we do. Right. And so, yeah. um, and then the other thing I was thinking was, if you have, um, so let's say you're on a date, right? Or you're in, you're in some sort of a romantic relationship, or even at a bar, the, anywhere there's the possibility of sex. So that possibility of having sex is going to affect how you are in the experience, right? Are you attractive enough? Or, you know, did, you know, if you're a man, did you jerk off yesterday? So you're not going to have to worry about sort of performance issues or whatever, right? So it sort of changes the experience of being with someone. And all of that is exciting and wonderful. It's like, you know, you, right. yeah. you know, you put on your, your act and you, you know, you're, you're sexually charged. And I'm not, I don't want to take away any of that because it's mm -hmm. fantastic and it yeah. makes life go around. But there's also, there's also this, right? There's also just relaxing into it. So if you're in experience with someone and there's no expectation of sex, you don't have to worry about what you look like as much. Obviously, you have to be clean and you know brush your teeth, and that just it just changes the dynamic in a way that's not available right now in the world that we live in in Western society. You know, in Japan, yeah. Japan there are places where you go and you literally pay money to lie down next to someone, mm -hmm. and then if you want to touch their hair, you pay extra. Or you know things like that. So I think that there's a lot of need for touch, and there it needs there needs to be a way that it can happen in a way that is you know mutual, consensual, non-threatening, and have a healing healing mm. uh, behind it. 
you know, I have I have to share. I used to think me and my brother were so weird when we used to say this. It was in kind of college time, but we both used to say that we don't want fuck buddies. We want cuddle buddies. Like, because yeah. that was, and I just see the purity in that now, kind of this innocence where we really were speaking about actually what we needed and wanted at the time. Like, we just want someone to get together with and cuddle. Like, it's not, it wasn't as much for us at that time, yeah. the sex. And, and I think like that is so much, so much of it too, because there is this need to just have that touch. Like I can totally understand the, the healing qualities of it. I mean, I know you mentioned like there's even a skin condition that kind of can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also you know, what's something that's really interesting for me as I've sort of been embarking on this and meeting a lot of, um, quote unquote sex positive people and people that are in various communities, especially younger people, you know, the whole sort of gender issues and sort of, you know, people are redefining sort of what it means to be a man, a woman, a sexual being. And there's a lot more ability to, uh, I guess, to, to experience what you want to, to be who you are. So there's, you know, the asexual community. A lot of people who are asexual, you yes. know, are part of this cuddle community. Um, there's a lot of people that boys, thank mm. goodness, you know, that are growing up that 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 are not that don't have that sort of traditional masculine sort of need, and they're a lot more able to be a little bit more gender fluid, or they can look at masculinity in a different way, and therefore they can hold another man or another person without without thinking anything about it in a way that that's sexual necessarily or even if there's a feeling it's like it doesn't necessarily mean anything yeah i don't know yeah. it's just there's a lot of really if we just allow yourself to be a little more open-minded it's just kind of amazing and watching sort of being a part of it now and uh seeing it being played out is is kind of great i mean you know come to a cuddle party because you can have anyone from like the 23 year old to the 70 year old all different genders, all different identities, and and you have three, you know, three hours after you know we go through the rules and define, you know, no, you know how to say no. You don't, no one can touch you that you don't want to be touched. You know, all those those sort of very important guidelines. But then watching people experience each other, the love that comes out of the room, like the 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 two, you know, twenty mm. seven year old guys that are cuddling with the. 58-year-old woman who's overweight. I mean, it's there's magic that happens. Mm. And the magic happens for those 28-year-old guys as much as it happens for that woman. And it's just spectacular. There's something just so wonderful about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how... So wait, of course, this is a logistical question. Do you still participate in the cuddle parties if you're facilitating it? Or do you... Yeah, well, you, you do. So, you know, we do... Parti- yeah, you participate, but, you know... I'm in charge of the cuddle party facilitator right. is in charge of, you know, holding the space. Yeah. So, you know, you sort of like you, you do with the Lacrane neck, you know what I mean? Or you take, so yes, you participate in it. And in fact, as the facilitator, what happens is, um, you know, you wind up being able to share time with people who maybe have some extra needs, you know, mm. or, or, you know, need a little extra attention or different types of attention. It's quite beautiful. Mm, yeah. Yeah. How did you, Come on to the cuddling scene. So when I was I was going to do so when I now, so now Cuddleus is a, an online service. We train and certify people 
to be professional cuddlers. I have a business partner who is a professional cuddler and has come and is on the board of directors of Cuddle Party. Her name is Madeline Guanazzo, and she's developed a training program that is incredible uh, mm. to really teach you how to hold a session, give your clients exactly what they're looking for in this really wonderful way that keeps a safe space. Let's say the space safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Oh, just how you kind of came oh, okay. into the yeah, whole yeah. So I was going to do a... Because I think I've I've heard of it. I mean, we I think we even had a client that went to um, a cuddle party while we were speaking. So I've heard of it from different realms. So I'm just so curious what had you come into the world of cuddling. So I was going without knowing much about the world of cuddling, except the free hug movement and you know doing some research. Um, I was going to open a center in New York called Cuddle Center NYC, and I might still do that. Um, where literally a walk-in center where you pay to get you know five dollars for a three-minute hug or a dollar a minute for a cuddle that sort of a thing. And as I was exploring that, I uh, I decided to get certified to be a cuddle party facilitator because I was just googling around and I saw this training and it was in Chicago. So I said to my husband, "I'm going to Chicago," and I went to get trained without really I never having even been to a cuddle party. And that's <laughs> Opened my it. eyes to sort of like, oh, like, this cuddle thing is a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of great. And it's like I just yeah. threw myself in there. And uh, and then doing that, I realized that their, their cuddle party does have some structure around it. And it's really wonderful. And uh, so I met Madeline, who at the time was my mentor in cuddle party facilitation. And, uh, you know, we started talking about it. And uh, so that's how it sort of came about. But it was sort of a, just a fluke that I went to become a cuddle party facilitator. But that actually sort of completely shifted. It really made me realize that this is a real thing. I'm just not in my head here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the way you said fluke, I was like, oh, I think that was pretty. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I am very much a person that believes in kind of divine design of things. And I yeah. just felt like it very much was this golden flashing neon arrow <laughs> for you <laughs> to go down this path because it's it's so beautiful like i just listening to you has me feel a much kind of deeper respect for the work um because yeah, i so mean much. just yeah just as a physical like i said as a physical touch person i get it and i also someone that's had also kind of had a new relationship with touch as well because I, I feel like i was in that camp of like that scene of, oh my gosh, I'm having such intimacy with my friend, like let's have sex where it's like, that's not, (laughs) that's not actually what I think either of us really wanted. It really was just that kind of cuddling and that connection. And so for me to have come to this end now, how beautiful to give people the opportunity with the service to kind of revitalize their relationship with. Yeah. There's a beautiful uh, Buddhist expression that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm -hmm. And so everything we need is available to us. We just have to be open to receive it. I'm sure, like, you know how, like, you haven't heard a word, you know, like someone says something you've never heard that word before, and now you know the word and you start hearing it? Well, you probably heard that word a billion times, but it never pierced your consciousness. Yeah, right. They're, like what you were saying about love languaging, it's so true. And if you can, you know, like it's funny because as a as a gay father, 
right? Raising a child. There's someone, a friend of mine who wrote a book and he said, you know, him and his part, him and his husband, they said, you know, he thought the world was divided between gay and straight. And then at some point he realized it was sort of divided between parents and non-parents. Mm. And then the whole thing about the maternal, you know, and he said, it's not that men don't have the maternal instinct. It's right. just we're not, we're not aware that we have it. Right. It right. needs to be teased out a little bit. Right, mm-hmm. but it's there. It's all there, and right. I think it's the same thing with being intimate with someone. If you don't know how to do it, sometimes you just have to, you you know you want it, but you need to learn. You need to learn. It's you know, yeah. can I put my arm around you? You know, you just you don't have the language yeah. for it, and you don't right. know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and this was something that um, Bob and I had talked about too around, because I've had situations of letting a partner know that I'm a physical touch person and they're either like, I'm not a physical touch person or I just, I never saw the, the desire to kind of learn that language. Right. Cause like you said, it is a language, but with Bob, he was very much open to learning that and like providing that. And I feel like, I don't know, Bob, do you think like even that was kind of what helped you shift and feel like more of a needer or wanter of physical touch? Sure. Well, in I mean, I'm just kind of cor- there. There are a number of different correlations just to this these pieces that Adam is telling us. But you created a safe space for me to wake up, basically, for my body to wake up mm-hmm. to a level that I hadn't had access to before. And this is correlates directly to what Adam was just saying: is that certainly for me, and I, I see and perceive for a lot of other guys, and I'm sure women too. A lot of my work is with men, so I kind of tend to speak in that realm. But that we're really disconnected from our bodies, and there there might be some yearning underneath for more intimate connections, but we have no idea what it is that we actually want, let alone how to ask for it or how to get it or anything like that. And mm-hmm. And, yeah, I didn't have an awareness that I... I had some awareness that I craved more physical touch, but I didn't have an awareness. I certainly didn't identify as a physical touch person. Right. Um, and it was just being in your energy of, of somebody who wants it and craves it and where it's a safe space. And again, Adam, you're so enthusiastic about it. Like you make me want to go out and go to a cuddle party. And I know. Yeah. It's you, awesome. <laughs> it just, you make this sound so awesome. And so, um, healing and so fun and all of these different things. And, and so Natalie, in a way you, you know, you provided your version of that for me and micro cuddle parties, micro cuddle parties. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I appreciate everything that you said. And, and, uh, and, you know, we all have, I know a lot of people that talk about their fathers and their father was stern growing up. And as the father got older, like they were surprised he would hug them, right? So they're, you know, they're now grown men, mm-hmm. and their father hugs them. And as their father gets older, the father becomes more emotional, emotional and physical with them, right? That's a fairly standard arc, right? That I think we can all sort of relate to. So imagine instead of waiting until you're sixty, right, to allow yourself to to experience that, right? Imagine if you start that when you're twenty. And imagine how that, where you would be when you're then 60 or 70 or 80, right? Mm-hmm. A little shift. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, that man that we're talking about 
the new Bob, right? It's like he he learned it. He he had a need, but he didn't really know how to. He didn't. He only maybe didn't even know he had that need because you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. Well, and but I, he enjoyed it. Yeah, and your story is touching something really special and personal for me, which is that as I have grown to to realize and and more and more embody my need for physical touch, I've recognized the lack of that in my relationship with my dad. Uh, my mom's given it to us our whole lives, all the way from when we were children. She said that she read an article that said something, I forget what it was specifically, but something like 70% of babies don't get enough physical touch. And she, every single night of our lives, all the way through high school, she would put us to bed, she'd rub our backs and and touch us. And my dad never did. And, and you know, it's he grew up in that kind of a family, a Catholic family who didn't really say I love you and didn't really touch each other. Um, but over the past few years, I've gotten in touch, as I've gotten in touch with my craving for physical intimacy and physical touch, I've recognized that craving in my relationship with him. And even just this past Christmas being at home with my family, I, I did the opposite of the scenario that you just explained, Adam, whereas I started giving him a hug every night before I went to bed and saying, I love you. And it was really vulnerable for me, but it, and mm-hmm. it's interesting to think on what level is that impacting him also. And I have no idea even, but I certainly know that, uh, that like, it, it's just this awareness for me of, I get to create what I want in my relationship with him. And so I'm going on kind of a tangent here, but, um, that, no, that, you're that not that, that piece for me. Not, not only you're not going out on a tangent, it's hard to ex- what when you just said I'm going on a tangent. It's because words can't really express what you're feeling, and what's shifted in your dynamic. Mm-hmm. So we say things like, you know, because because words don't have the power, right? Mm-hmm. But it does. It, it's more real when you sometimes when you ex- mm-hmm. when you try to express it, you're sort of you can't translate love languages. I guess you can't translate a healing feeling that that feeling when you give your dad a hug that something is shifting how do you put that in words you really can't it's hard it diminishes it mm-hmm. so uh, so I, I guess i was saying you're not i don't i didn't feel like you're going yeah to me feel like you were getting yeah. to what we're talking about you're getting yeah you're it was allowing the, yourself to get to the <laughs> crux of it like that's yeah. the meat that's the realness that's it Rick, right there but we talk around it because we don't know how to talk about it, and and words don't words can't really do it. Mm. You know that's why when we hear Rumi or you know some poets that are able to really, you know, tap into it, we we know it. We know it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cuddleist.com is the website for yes. your for your company. Where is it? And then, and then there are people who want to be cuddled, and there are people who want to be cuddlers. Um, and then, so I'm assuming that that's that's a continuing to grow network. But is there are there like certain cities or places where it's yeah. available at this point? Or sure. So right now we're well. Thank you for asking. So yeah. So if you go to cuddlist c u d d l i s t dot com, you can get a real sense of what we do. Uh, right now we have. Certified cuddlers in New York, Chicago, Connecticut, Seattle, 
the DC area. Uh, and we're coming very, actually very, very soon. We're going to have people in the Bay area and Northern California and Southern California. So, you know, we launched uh, about six months ago. So over the next few months, keep on checking back. If you don't see someone in your area, because Mm. they'll be there. And you can just go on the website and search for your area. Yeah. You can search by gender, by area, location, whatever you want to search. Okay. Got it. Mm Wow, amazing. And then are there other ways, I know you said cuddle parties, are there other kind of ways that people can either be in touch with you or the the kind of cuddle movement? Sure. I mean, well, you can email me, adam at cuddlist.com. Uh, you can check our website. Uh, there, there uh, we have a, a great Facebook page and our, our Twitter feed, and we talk about um, anything cuddling related. You know, I mean, my... My goal, one of my goals is to sort of take this, not nebulous, but, you know, I, 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 like, so I took chicken wings and I sort of branded something that was in the universe. Like you get chicken wings at a bar, right? But I called it atomic wings and I sort of systematized how to, you know, and I, and I kind of from a, I'm a I love business and I like, you know, I, I, I so my motives are multi. I want to take cuddling and I want to make it a thing that that when you say it, people will get it and understand it, and their minds don't wander around and sort of try to figure out what this is. Mm. So that's sort of my ultimate goal. So, mm. and the answer to your question is we're we're working on creating the space for anything relating to cuddling can be accessed. So go to you know Cuddlists on Facebook, our website, Twitter, Instagram, you know whatever. Mm, great, and we'll post all of those links. Um, in the show notes on the website so people can grab that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And to close out, we have a couple questions, one one for each of us. Do you want to go first, Natalie? Do you have a sense? Um, yeah. Um, we usually ask it about sex, but I'm, I'm going to ask it about cuddling. Uh-huh. What is your favorite thing about cuddling? So... Well, my favorite position and my, like, so oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I don't like, I, if someone's rubbing me like lightly, it sort of irritates me. It's like, yeah, kind of Bob, bugs me. Yeah, I like yeah. to either hold someone or be held really tight. So there's like, there's no space between us. Mm. Like it's that oh, close and really yeah. be held or hold really mm. tight. Cause that makes me feel really, I love that. It just feels really great. Where if mm. someone's sort of like rubbing me a little bit, it sort of feels like, you know, like my friend Chris Von Molnar used to say, I could rub my own damn leg. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, so that's me. I like being, I like really. Like hard. tightly it's, held. Yeah. Yeah. Really tightly held. And I like to, I like to, um, I like to uh, make my breathing and someone else's breathing rhythmic. And I like feeling uh, breath and feeling my breath against someone's neck and their breath, their breath against my neck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. And I love what you did, Natalie. Normally, we we ask these questions about sex, but I'll I'll change mine into cuddling terms. Also, I'm curious to see what comes out. So, Adam, how oh, would, yeah. how would you describe cuddling or the experience or the result of cuddling to somebody who's never ever had it before? Intimate, non-sexual healing touch. Intimate, non-sexual, healing. Consensual. Mm-hmm. Intimate, consensual, non-healing touch. 
or heal, healing, healing touch. Healing non-sexual touch. Using touch as a communication vehicle. Hmm. <laughs> like communication how? What kind of communication? What kind of communication did you have with your dad the moment that you gave him a hug before you went to bed? Yeah, just closeness and connection. Exactly. Yeah. What do we all crave in our life at the end of the day? Yeah. Closeness and connection. That's what we all want. Yeah, yeah that is what we all want. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Adam. Mm-hmm. It's been a joy to talk to you today. Yeah. I love I love this experience, and I don't know if your if your listeners know, but we're all looking at each other, uh-huh. and being able to watch your faces as we're talking and sort of get those hints of recognition, and to sort of it really does create a really wonderful experience. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. I have so much respect for your work. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. Oh, it's still recording? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the end of the episode. Uh, wasn't it everything we said and more? <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, I just literally, y'all, I going through that whole conversation, I was like, I just want to reach out and touch someone right now. Mm-hmm. I just really want to mm-hmm. get my cuddle on. <laughs> We're super glad that you stayed with us through the episode. Congratulations, you officially love cuddling (laughs) if you made it this far. We would love for you to go to sexthepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter if you want to stay in touch with us about forthcoming episodes. We have some really exciting episodes lined up that are going to be coming out soon one of whom is with a couple who's going to share their experience of being in a sexless marriage and how they got through that and just about what it was like for them being in that place. And it's definitely a conversation that most people don't share openly about. And the couple is extraordinary. It's going to be a really beautiful conversation. It's going to open a lot of awareness and I know it's going to touch my heart. So that one's coming to you soon. So again, sexthepodcast.com. If you want to stay in touch, that's the best way to do it. And stay sexy. Oh, yeah.